hello everybody. Welcome to Women in uh, Construction, um, the Entrepreneurs and Leaders Club. Look, I'm doing your job for you today, Michaela and Hayley. Um, I'm Luke. Uh, I am the head of marketing at Big Doug. We are the very proud sponsor of the Women in Construction and Women in Industry with Michaela and Hayley. Uh, and we sell everything that your business needs. We have like 30 odd thousand products. So if you need something from shelving and racking to storage and workplace benches and office furniture come to us but we are here to proudly support women in construction luke that was lovely yeah i really enjoyed I'm that i'm not taking over Haley, but that's fine i've, I've done my bit today <laughs> okay thanks luke hi Anne. how are you nice to see you back Hi everyone, um, I'm on a really busy train and my signal's not great so I'm dropping in and out, that's why. Um, hi, my name's Anna Kaffer and I'm a um, construction planner based in Glasgow and I mentor with the Chartered Institute of Building and Girl Guiding and STEM Ambassador um, and I'm here to learn and listen today so I'm looking forward to the session, thank you. That is so uh, you know what I think that is? Everybody exits in Scotland who's not double jabbed so they can go and have a party in England. Have I lost you all? No, we're here. It's just like some sort of vacuum type environment. We're here, we're here, we're here. All the sound is in Anne's world right now. Yeah, well, um, give us your intro, Ben. What we'll do, we'll do Ben and then Steph, and then we're going to circle back round, and I'm going to introduce you, Karen. So if you can hang on for us, that'd be lovely. Fire away, Ben. Yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Ben Keenan. I'm a director of Multiplex and uh, the founder of a residential developer called Broadwing Homes, um, and uh, always keen to join this room and very um, supportive of getting more women into construction. Wonderful. Thank you, Ben. Um, Steph, are you there? Steph? Um, so I'm Stephanie. I'm from Leicester. I'm a domestic installer. Hello. Hello. Hi, Steph. I think you've got really bad signal. I don't know if it's yeah. just me or... Yeah. No, okay. I think it's me. I think we've got you now. Do you want to give us your intro, love? <laughs> um, yes, I'm a domestic installer um, from Leicester. Um, I work for a house association as an electrician. Um, so, yeah, just here to obviously listen in and um, find out what's going on, really. Wonderful. Lovely to have you back. Um, hi, Kate. Again, how are you? Hi, I'm not too bad. Yeah, my name's Kate. I'm a... Senior site manager at the moment, and um, working for the Tier One company. And yeah, I just come on the forum a couple of months ago and, and try and get on when I can because it's really interesting and it's always learning and trying to progress. Obviously, my own company still, even though the Tier One was still got a load of things to learn and improve on. Oh, thanks, Kate. It's always great to have you here because you definitely give us feedback as well things that you've taken and it's good to know that we're helping people make changes so that's brilliant so thank you for being here again um hi mark how are you do you want to give us an intro hi yeah well thanks michaela and hello everyone um so basically I, i'm a drone pilot and provide services um to the construction industry as well as other sectors um i always find the subject of um getting things balanced interesting 
and um, always happy to support and try to make sure that happens in my sector uh, that obviously joins up with construction as well. So yeah, always glad to be here. Oh, wonderful. Thank you, Mark. And uh, Michaela, I don't want to miss you out and let you do your intro. Are you there? Oh yeah, thanks. I've just um, put a massive piece of sandwich in my mouth. Um, yeah, I'm Michaela. I was on The Apprentice a few years ago. Um, I work in construction, got several construction businesses, work day-to-day -day on a marketing agency. And um, I'm an ambassador for women in construction with the National Federation of Builders. And um, I'm currently trying to uh, trying to join the Women's Equality Party as well, given recent events. So I'm feeling a little bit triggered today. So I'm hoping this room's going to inspire me and calm me down because I'm on one. Oh, she's on one. Um, right, cheers, Michaela. Yeah, so we'll kick it off then. So we are going to talk to Karen today. Um, I want to talk to Karen more so about mentors because she's done some amazing things um, for ladies and getting them into the industry and possibly things we can all learn from as well. Um, so Karen, do you want to give us um, an introduction and a bit of a background about yourself and how you ended up in, well, running your business, She's Electric, and then we can get into questions from there if that's good for you. Karen, if you press the little microphone button at the bottom, you'll unmute. You there? Right, I'm going to try and contact Karen in the back. Michaela, do you want to take over for a sec? Hello. Hello, oh. can you hear me? Sorry. I can hear you now. <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a technophobe. I'm a bit of a technophobe, and um, <laughs> I was pressing the microphone button against my own profile and not the one on my screen. Never mind. It's, it, it's good. I'll, it'll be time for my medication soon, and it'll all be fine. Um, <laughs> Okay, so hi everyone. Yeah, new to Clubhouse and was really excited to be contacted and asked to participate in uh, this arena because obviously being a woman in construction and promoting female tradespeople is something that I um, am feel massively passionate about and um, it took me quite a long time um, to feel confident enough in my own ability within my sector which is electrics to feel confident enough to stick my head above the parapet and say yes you know we are here we are women we can you know we we we, we don't we i don't think we there is this thing about oh yeah but you're a woman in trades well yes i just prefer to call myself an electrician i don't you know i, I quite often get introduced as oh this is karen and she's a female electrician but People don't say, oh, and this is Richard, and he's a male plumber. It's kind of obvious, isn't it? It's like, uh, but anyway. So I um, I retrained. I had a bit of a midlife crisis 10 years ago and decided to retrain as an electrician, um, mainly because I wanted one and I couldn't find one. So I thought, okay, how, how difficult is it going to be to train? I, I very quickly discovered that, being a woman didn't make it easy because nobody wanted to consider having a female apprentice. And anyway, I was 40 years old, so I didn't fit the typical apprenticeship model. So I set about funding my own training and I was determined to get my qualifications, which I did. And then I very quickly discovered that really I needed some experience. So I was really fortunate. I've had some great role models. Um, who have mostly been men because there wasn't really any other female electricians to turn to, I managed to find an amazing 
uh, mentor who was a um, female plumber called Hattie Hassan, who I know um, you have close links with, and Hattie has been on the show previously. Um, and we met and we both found that we had massive things in common, being older and being passionate about women in trade. So we've done a lot in the past decade um, to try and, you know, get the message out there that to, to young girls really and, you know, girls coming through school, coming through college, that, you know, construction is an option. Um, it's a viable option. And you can have a really successful career around your family life, um, you know, if that's what you want. Um, and it's just such a shame because we just need more role models and we do need more people stepping up to be mentors because, you know, we all need help. And that goes for, it's not just women, but men too. I quite often get contacted on various social media channels um, just asking for help and advice and guidance and, you know, people just want to know at the end of the day that it's okay to be, you know, a little bit nervous and a little bit on the back foot because we all, all experts started off as beginners somewhere, didn't they? So, um, yeah, so over the past 10 years, I've built a really successful brand in She's Electric and I've had the pleasure of um, having a, a female trainee, which was brilliant. She's now gone off on her own and is running her own successful electrical business. So, you know, that's something I feel really proud of. Um, I just wish I had more time to do more because obviously one of the challenges of being self-employed is if you don't work, you don't earn. Um, but, you know, I'm chipping away at it and I am really heartened to find this community and, you know, other communities that I've discovered along the way. Um where, yeah, it's just brilliant to know that there are people out there really, really pushing this now and supporting it and making it a thing. Um, because at the end of the day, you know, if we teach all our kids to be brain surgeons, who's going to build the hospitals? Absolutely love that. The first thing I'm taking from that, Karen, is how determined you are. You couldn't find an electrician, so you thought, oh, I might get trained. I can't find an electrician. And I'm like, oh, I'll just wait. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely love that. Um, so from the mentoring side of things, I heard that you um, mentored a lady who had a degree in neurology or something like that. How did she make the transition from doing something like that <clears throat> to come into the trades? Well, all kudos to her because actually what happened was um, she was on a very successful PhD route and discovered that actually she was being really badly treated by the people that she was working for, which is very sad. Um, but kudos to her because it was a big step for her to say, do you know what? I just don't want to do this anymore. I'm really unhappy. It's affecting my mental health. And she took a massive step back and, you know, she'd always been, her dad was always really handy and she'd always helped her dad and she'd helped her dad rewire their home. And she thought, well, you know, I really enjoyed that. So maybe I could be an electrician. So she set off and she put herself through her level one training. She did it at night school. And then she actually found me on social media and she emailed me and said, oh, I can't believe I found you on social media. That's amazing. She didn't live that far away, about 30 miles. She said, um, I'd really welcome the opportunity to chat with you. I'm, I'm a bit undecided about whether I, you know, this is really for me. 
So I said, look, I'm, you know, I'm working next week in someone's house. Why don't you just come? Why don't you just come along for the day? And we can, you know, you can actually see what I'm doing. And you can kind of, because it's all very well talking to somebody, isn't it? But until you actually see it with your own eyes, I don't think you realise what is possible. Um, We don't see on the TV women walking around with knee pads in their trousers and chiselling a wall out with an SES drill. We just don't see it. We know it happens, but the media don't portray it. You know, we had Bob the Builder and Wendy went around sweeping up after him. Um, And then DIY SOS, the only woman that you'll see is an interior designer who never gets her nails dirty, you know. So it's it's sad, but it's true. We have these stereotypes. So she she had a fantastic day. We had lots to talk about. She decided to go off and carry on doing her level two at night school while she was building her confidence up. And then she said to me that she needed some experience for her portfolio. And I was just about to start a rewire. So I said, look, why don't you come for the week and you can get dirty if you want to. You can watch, ask questions. I can help you finish your portfolio. And she did that. And she was so brilliant that I ended up offering her a job because she, you know, she was determined and she really really wanted to make a go of it so um yeah I she spent the next year with me and she got her level three uh, at the end of that year and um yeah now she's gone off on her own um you know it's fantastic and if only we could just repeat it repeat it repeat it you know I'm not getting any younger and uh I did hear that the massive the actual age of a average age of a tradesperson is something like 47 which just goes to show you that at some point, if we don't do something about this skill shortage, we're going to run out of people to train people, um, which is a bit sad. But anyway, yeah, so that was really good. And on the back of that and being really proactive on social media and sort of, you know, documenting our journey, so to speak, a lot more women have come out of the woodwork and said, oh, you're doing that. That's fantastic. And we've had collaborations going and, on the back of all of that, Hattie decided that she was going to launch the Register of Tradeswomen, which has been a fantastic thing because we don't really know how many tradeswomen there are in the UK. And also, it's something that the public are crying out for. Um, you know, they get phone calls loads every day, every week from members of the public that want to renovate their house, that they would love an all-female team. Um so it's great to to be able to have that one-stop shop that people can go to. But on the back of that, it's not just about finding tradespeople. It's also about a bit of a legacy with the register because we want to directly support victims and survivors of domestic abuse. Um, you know, we want to put out there that, you know, they could build their self-esteem back up by you know, maybe starting out learning some soft skills, like even just hanging a picture or a mirror or, you know, painting a bedroom. And then who knows, they might get a hunger for it and go on to, you know, do other things. So we've got all kinds of ideas with the register about having a training centre and a, a mobile bus that goes around and visits schools and oh, it's on and on and on. You know, the ideas are endless. It's just that we don't have enough time. So if we could maybe get some industry involved in that and some sponsorship behind it, it would be fantastic. But, you know, the possibilities are endless. And what I say to everybody, you know, nothing is impossible. If you 
if you want it desperately enough, you'll find a way. And if you don't, you'll find excuses. That's how it is at the end of the day, really. Yeah, no, I, I love that. And going back to the, the mentoring side of what you did, for, uh, the young, what's her name, sorry? Caroline. For, for Caroline. Um, obviously, you've shown her some skills and you, you brought her to site. But aside from that, what was the most important thing you think you offered her as a mentor? Was it confidence coaching? Was it just believing in her? What, what do you think she took from it? And what can we do on a, on a really small level daily for, for people when we're approaching or trying to help them if we can't give them work or we can't show them a skill as such? I think we have, uh, we, if we can't give them work or we can't show them a skill, what we do have is soft skills. So we have empathy, we have compassion, you know, we have so much to bring to the table um and it's just i think for the women at the other end of the mentorship it's just being feeling safe enough to ask in inverted commas stupid questions you know that they wouldn't want to sit in a classroom full of young men because they would feel maybe ridiculed or stupid um so that's where the mentorship's really important because um it's about safety and it's about self-esteem um, and that's where the mentorship really kicks in because it's about saying you are good enough you know and there's no reason why you can't set out to achieve your dreams if that's what you want you know um, and it's about just being able to have a good rant I think you know the amount of times we've both got in the van at the end of the day and gone oh god blah, 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 you know this client was this and oh that job didn't go well and that wall and oh god I drilled through and oh what are we going to do it's just about bouncing off the other person um in a safe space really hi Karen yeah th thanks that um it's M Michaela at the top um yeah it sounds, it sounds really great I'm really really impressed I'm wondering if you can give any advice to people who are seeking a mentor in construction specifically if they want a, an, another female mentor opposed to a male one is there any um hidden place they can go to to find one <clears throat> i think the register of tradeswomen is a really good place to start because we are a community and we're it's you know i mean when women get together magical things happen don't they because women seem to have this desire to empower women to support women um you know and to, to to take pride in the fact that other women are doing well because you know it, it's a collaboration so I know for a fact that I've been to the register you know and just asked for oh you know is there a plumber in this area you know is there a a, a, a tiler in that area because I've got a, a client who wants this who wants that um, and I know for a fact that off the back of that, really good collaborations have come about for and for apprentices. Um, and yeah, just for women who want to, to to get on in general. So that is a really good place to start. Social media is fantastic. I mean, I'm very proactive on Twitter and I do say we have a lot of banter. The trades is a great community. Um so, yeah, just getting out there on social media and just just asking for help. I think we have this thing in being British, don't we, where it's not really the done thing <laughs> to ask for help or directions, you know. Yeah. But there's no shame in it. We, you know, we all need help. And you will find that if you're just genuine and, you, you know, you want help, that I've never not found anybody to help me. 
Yeah, definitely. Oh, sorry, Hayley. I was just going to say, I wish I asked for help last week because I decided to be an independent woman and put a mirror up and I dropped it and it smashed all over oh, my no. back. Um, so, yeah, we do need to ask for help more, don't we? But it's seven years bad luck, that. No, it's not. It's just not even a thing. Okay. No. Anybody else have any questions? Luke, do you have a question for Karen or something you want to add? Who's your mentor, Luke? Hmm. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Do you know what? I, I'm really lucky, right? And I managed for about a year to have correspondence and mentorship from Gary V. Uh, I don't know if anyone follows him on social, but he was mentored by Tony Robbins. Um, and this was back years ago, but he was very helpful when I had my own business. And I think it's really important to have a mentor because you start off with thinking you know everything or thinking, and there are so many things that can come up that you just have no idea about. And sometimes like that's why it's so important to have a mentor. It's the reason why most people go on Dragon's Den, right? A lot of people that go on there don't need the money. Sometimes they just need it to grow their business, but a lot of people just need the support and the help from somebody who's been there and learned all the tricks um, to, you know, to stop those pitfalls. And I do think it's really important um, to have somebody who can help guide you because you know, at the end of the day, when you're starting out on a new journey, it's really important. And I absolutely love, Karen, the idea of like this, this place where people can go to find people. If you didn't have it, I was going to say, Michaela, you need to jump on that bandwagon because you, obviously you get so many people in this clubhouse, you could link people together left, right and centre. But I just think it's so important to just find somebody that, you know, you not only gel with, but can give you that knowledge and information because... It can just, when you're starting out, or even if you're in the middle of something, to growing a business and, and running your own business, regardless of whether you're a single man band or you have a thousand employees, you know, is really difficult. And sometimes it's just helpful to have somebody who can help you. 100% Luke. Um, how exciting that Gary V was your mentor. I follow him actually, I really like him. Um, yeah, so yeah. Fun. You look at. I think that that is the thing. Like Karen said, you you sometimes just got to ask. I I probably get asked. I don't know, maybe daily to be somebody's mentor or to give some advice. I just don't really have the time of the day to mentor everyone. So I just try and help people there and then as much as I possibly can. And um, I picked up a few mentees along the way. Haley being one of them, she's proper full on stuck to me now. I can't shake her off. Um, Before you though, <laughs> I was actually mentored by Tony Robbins himself. Luke, I used to work for him. Did and now you? I've ended up with Michaela. Can you what? He is an interesting man. I'm not going to change the subject here, but he is a very interesting man. It, very interesting. Also a giant. Um, sometimes a very nice man. But yeah, I was mentored by him for like six years. So that was pretty cool. Hayley, am I a better mentor? 100%. Nice one, mate. Thanks for that. Um, <clears throat> let's keep this moving. Ben, what are you saying? Do you have any questions for Karen? And um, on top of that, do you have any um, information, advice about how... Uh, women or men can find mentors in the industry. Uh, yeah, I mean, a great story, Karen. I mean, for a start, um, congratulations on making a career shift at 40. I, I've thought about that myself a few times over the years and and didn't have the courage to do it until until I started up a property development company um, a few years ago. And I, and I know how hard that can be. Um one of the things I thought was really interesting in your story was when you spoke to that girl and you invited her out for the day, because I actually think that's the best kind of mentoring, get people out in the field and, and really give them sort of hands-on um, advice on, you know, what, what, what life's going to be like. Um, so I thought that was a really interesting part of the story. Um, 
in terms of what I think about mentoring and mentors and where you find them, um, they come from the, you know, sometimes they just come from the least likely places. You, you know, someone that you just resonate with at work who takes you under their wing a little bit and they're prepared to give you um, some of their time and some of their advice. I had a couple of people like that over the years. Um, actually, they tended to be people who were coming to the end of their careers and they had a lot of advice to share and they were happy to do it. They weren't... Um, I think sometimes younger people coming up through their career, they are more ambitious, more competitive. They're less likely to offer mentoring. Um, and I find sometimes people who are a bit more secure in their position and they've been through, they've been through it all. They're happy to help. Um, so that's been my experience. But yeah, I, I really enjoyed listening to your story, Karen. Oh, thank you. I do you know, and this is the other thing about what I was saying about feeling confident enough. <clears throat> to actually stick your head above the parapet because I it took me a good five years to actually believe that I was an electrician. I used to wake up in the morning and I used to put my sparky trousers on and my shoes electric t-shirt and I used to walk out the door and I used to go and like put some lights up for somebody and I still five years on I used to have a little silent scream when the light actually worked. I was like because I was so expecting it not to. I was like, no, I'm not going to wear it right. <laughs> Can I make something go bang? And, you know, my, my, my mantra even is, I mean, I, I think three times in the last decade, I've actually got to the gate of the tip and I have been on the verge of just chucking the contents of my truck into it because I have felt so low. I've felt so... You know, ah, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Oh gosh, if you know, if I'd have taken a picture of that and put it on social media, I would have been so berated. And don't get me wrong, I've actually, I have actually been guilty of posting pictures of things on social media, and the backlash has been immense. It's like you can't do that. You can't wire that like that. How many regs have you contravened? People could die. And I was like, oh dear. You know, there are some people. I think this is part of the issue is that people are very judgmental. Nobody, very rarely, like you could, I remember somebody posting a picture where they'd used some electrical cable as a fork because they'd forgotten their fork. Um, and they forgot to put earth sleeve in on the earth wire and they just put a caption saying, still waiting for somebody to slate me for not putting sleeve in <laughs> on the earth wire. And it was funny, but it's so true. People can look at a picture of the most impressively wired consumer unit and they will zoom in and they'll find a screw that's not quite tight enough you know and um, they focus on that a hundredth of a negative rather than the 99 percent positive and and it can it can really bring you down um but i think it's just like i say it's a confidence thing and it's about i think that I, I'm not going to lie. I think if I'd have done it at 20 and not 40, maybe I would have made it all the way to the tip. I think it's only because I've had that life experience where I, where I've been able to pick myself up out of the gutter repeatedly that's, that I've gone, come on, pull yourself together, go home, have a glass of wine. It'll be fine. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I, I do think again, it, it helps, especially um, just going to put this out there because it is a big thing at the moment with people's, you know, mental health, especially in COVID and all of the uncertainty that's going on. It is okay not to be okay. It is okay to come home at the end of the day and go, that was a really bad day. 
However, you know, tomorrow is going to be a good one. Let me just get out there on Facebook and just share how I'm feeling. And then you're really surprised by all the other people that say, yeah, do you know what? I, I feel a bit like that too. And there's your collaboration. That's your, you know, that that's your permission to, to have a bad day. And I think that there is this, especially, you know, the way that we're, we're all supposed to be super successful and super happy uh, the media portrays that that's that that that's how it is in reality right uh, and actually it's not and it's okay to have that facet of being self-employed you know or just doing what you're doing um and it is good that you know as mentors we enforce that message to whoever it is we're mentoring that you, you know it's not all about being 100 percent happy all of the time you know, there's going to be challenges. You're going to learn lessons. It's it's that's how we grow as people, isn't it? That that, that you know that's life. Um, so yeah, and I you know bless her toward Caroline towards the end of her training. I did feel like more more like her mother than her mentor. Um, yeah, and she still phones me up for a chat now when she talks about you know the good things and the bad things and um, yeah, and she's a friend. I, I, I think you know and yeah sometimes people are sent to us aren't they I think that's the way power of the universe anyway that's going a bit too spiritual but um yeah I I enjoy it so it's one of the things that I enjoy and I like I say I'm I'm lucky enough that whenever I've asked for help it's always come and I've always been incredibly grateful you know to have those people in my life that have gone okay you haven't done that the best way let me show you a better one um but it is also about being receptive to learning um as well and you know accepting the fact that we don't know everything yeah and i think it's important to highlight as well isn't it that you know for women wanting to come into industry you're not you're not having a bad day because you're in an industry you know the majority of the time where you feel like it's because of the industry you're in or because you're a minority in industry I think you can have a hard day in any job I think you can have shit times in any job so actually for women wanting to come in that shouldn't put them off because that could happen anywhere I think it's important to to show that isn't it so absolutely and there's always going to be things that happen that are totally out of your control you know um whatever that may be um yeah, and right. I, 100%. I think, shall we, um, I'm conscious we've got quite a few people on the stage still, Karen, with some questions, our input, so um, if that's all right, I'll move around to some of these and, and see what they're saying. Um, Great. Kate, do you have a, a question or anything you want to add to this with regards to mentoring and being a mentee? Um, yeah, I just did have interest in listening to Pardon. I'm, I'm kind of the same, really, like... Uh, I've got, we've got on the site we're on at the moment, um, we've got a few apprentices um, working with us. So we're working next to a college at the moment. Um, so one of them wants to be a joiner, uh, a female. And then we've got a young lad as well who's, who's doing this plastering. Um, so obviously I, I, it's groups like this that, that I try and come in just to get other tips off other people on how they behave as a mentor and certain, you know, certain things we need to pass down to them. Because as um, Karen said as well, you know, not everything is that is negatives as well in the construction industry. Um, but obviously, we've, we've just got to try and put a positive spin on a lot of things. Um, so at the moment, um, I am a mentor to the two young kids that we've got on site at the minute. 
Um, and then just in general as well, obviously I know I've mentioned it before, but um, I, I'm, I was captain of Bolton Wanderers, so I do a lot for in the community. So not just in work, um, I work with a lot of female young kids um, coming through the ranks as well, football-wise. Um, and yeah, I'm just trying to obviously learn different behaviours on, on being the best mentor that I can for um, young people, just like obviously growing up in, in different fields. Um, but it's very interesting having a young um, young female joiner on site. That's been interesting for me. So obviously with being a site manager, I am normally the only woman on site normally. Um, and it's obviously something that I've come into this group for to kind of push push the envelope on trying to get more women into construction. Um, and yeah, I think it's exciting really. I think when I go into the college and, you know, you see, you know, young female joiners or, you know, they take an interest in me wanting to be in a site manager they see the kinds of the ranks I've had to climb um, and, and they can see obviously that it is possible if you work hard um, and I think there's open opportunities for us all as females now I think um, the companies I've worked for um, they haven't wanted me to leave because I am a female but I think that out there now they're trying to push that envelope and I can see a lot of improvements um, from certain companies in, in trying to get more women in um, I just hope sometimes I, I have talked about it before but I hope it just doesn't become a tick box exercise because sometimes I feel that that can have a negative impact um, so I've worked with project managers before who kind of <laughs> kind of disregard me when I first come on site and I've had to obviously like many females in the game I've had to kind of in their respect and then they understand that I actually do know what I'm talking about and obviously I'm, I'm only 34 I'm still learning a hell, I've still got a hell of a lot to learn but I think as Karen says if you're open to not knowing everything and, and you know you just behave the same as your tradesmen and every, everyone else you've got on site I think you can only push on as a person that's me I'm done speaking <laughs> yeah I do massively agree with that and like I said about the other skills that we have you know we have soft skills so um I'm gonna let you all into a secret if you haven't worked out already but um there's nothing that um you know the other guys like more than having their ego straight you know I wanted to get a free coffee at the event that I was at yesterday so I went up to the guy I went up to the brister and I said rumor has it that you make the absolutely the best coffee <laughs> And lo and behold, a free coffee came my way, you know. Um, yeah. That, that's the way in, isn't it? Compliment you were there, Karen. <laughs> um, thanks for sharing that, Kay. I don't know. Carol, are you anywhere quieter or is it still mad where you are? Me? No, sorry, Carol. Yeah, I'm guessing it's still... She she messaged um, saying it was quite noisy where she was. Um, not a problem. Welcome, Sonia. Do you want to do an intro? And do you have a question or any comments around mentoring? Hi, Michaela. Hi, everyone. Lovely to be here. Um, yeah, I, I'm not from the construction industry, but I'm a massive fan of this room. I'm always here to support you. I, I'm from the fashion industry, actually. Um, but I've gone through a lot of the struggles that uh, many of you on stage have gone through, hence why I'm a massive fan. Um, but when it comes to mentoring, God, I've done it for best part of 20 years of my career I've had loads of like graduates and students kind of reach out to me um, specifically just wanting to get into the fashion industry and funnily enough 
it was it was actually boys uh, because notoriously the fashion industry is actually um, the students that go through university are it's eighty five percent girls. So actually, it was a lot of boys that used to reach out to me and say, "How do I get into the industry?" So it was kind of a, it was flipped for me slightly. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've got to say, over the last five years, certainly because I was um, kind of at the level I was at was a director of a, a few companies. Um, I had a lot of older people actually just reaching out. And again, it was men. Um, so I've mentored a lot of men, um, but separately, I've also mentored um, a lot of women. Um, and when it comes to my own mentor, funnily enough, it was actually two of my old bosses. And actually, sadly, sadly, they're not um, women. They are actually men. But the reason why I have them as mentors is that they were the biggest champions for me going through my career. Um, one I've had for 20 years, I can still pick up the phone to Pete and just say, hi, how's it going? And, um, you know, I've, I've seen his kids grow up and, and it's just lovely that I've got that person there to kind of guide me through. Um, and separately is another old boss who, again, just kind of championed me and just really pushed me. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my two pence worth. Um, thank you. I'm done speaking. And thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Tanya. Um, and thanks for coming and joining us as well. It's always great to have you around, even though you are in fashion and not in construction. <laughs> so cheers, mate. Um, Elaine, are you around? Can, can you contribute to this? Do you have a question for Karen around mentorship? I can. I think what's really important in mentorship and choosing a mentor, I think, um, is somebody who you get on with and who you're not afraid of when they tell you the truth because I found that in my mentorship it's the people that I tell the truth and they accept the truth and then they can run with it that that give, brings along the bigger change and the bigger transformation and the bigger steps that they they're trying to achieve I don't, I don't know what anybody else thinks but personally I think that if you're when you're choosing a mentor um, you must be able to have a good relationship with them if the mentor is not growing you in any way, shape or form. I think like what Hayley said earlier, um, you have to look for somebody else. I think that's what I'm gonna add at the moment that I'm gonna listen in. Yeah, thank, thanks, Len. And um, yeah, th thanks for coming along and sharing it with us. I know this is something you're super experienced in as well. Um, Elliot, what are you saying? Are you there? Are you listening? Are you on a Zoom call? No, I'm not here. Yeah, of course I am. Um, yeah, good to see you. Thanks uh, thanks for bringing me up, Michaela. Great to see you all, my friends and family of Clubhouse. I love you all so very, very much. I learned so much from this room, even though it's not necessarily in my arena, but it's interesting really hearing from from everybody. Um, but uh, yeah, mentors. I mean, I, I don't have a mentor, but I've, you, I, I suppose I've connected with a lot of people and you are all my mentors or quite a few of you people that I've connected with as well. Um, and when, and I think in, from going from clubhouse and connecting with people to that next level, meeting with people and, and now they're reaching out to want to help. I, I'm, I really struggle with asking for help. I really struggle with reaching out to people. I, I've, I've always found it very, very difficult. It's put me in very lonely places at times in my life. And I think that's part of the entrepreneurial journey and part of the way my brain works. I, I want to help people more than I want to ask for help. Uh, the problem is we have to ask for help, right? And, be, and if you don't ask for help, it takes you longer to get there. Can I just mute if you're getting a bit of feedback? Um, 
So I, I just I, I just want to sort of say it from an angle where I don't know that I've necessarily sorted that sorted a mentor, but I do have mentors, and they are people that once upon a time before Clubhouse, <laughs> that seems like a long time ago, there was. Um, you know, we had business relationships and we had friendships. Rarely did they the two merge in a really, let's say, in a really good way. Because friendships born from business are good, but business born from friendships are not good. And so having mentors now and people in Clubhouse, it's a different kind of relationship. It's a, it's a really, that people have mutual respect on a different level that I've never known before. I mean, I've got to know you a little bit, Michaela, but we've never gone that bit further to see if there's anything we can sort of do for one another. I know you guys have um, in the entrepreneurs and leaders reached out to one another and you're helping one another. I've not done that. Um, Hayley, I've spoken to you. and We've never taken that any further. And I think that I maybe need to take that a little bit further. So I do have mentors uh, here from Clubhouse. I don't have enough. I mentor people myself. Uh, because they've come to me, not because I put it out there that I'm a, you know, a mentor or a coach, but they've come to me listening to what I say and then wanting to help me. And in fact, I've actually said, can you mentor me? Can you help to coach me? And I don't really want to put myself in the bracket of a coach or a mentor, or an advisor or a consultant. I would rather be there as that advisor, mentor them when they need mentoring, coach out of them the best I can when I'm in a conversation. And so that's how I put it across. I don't suppose that's the right way in a lot of people's eyes, but it's the way I do it. And if I'm helping them to get themselves, uh, you know, straight ideas, bounce things off and be that friendly person that can also be, you know, a stiff sort of, uh, you know, advisor at times to say, I think you need to do this, but it's up to them to do it. Then I think it's a good relationship. And I've got a few people like that. So, yeah, I just wanted to come from a slightly different angle, something that's uh, apparent to me and real. Uh, thanks very much, Michaela. Thanks, Elia. Thanks for joining us. And obviously you do things differently, Elia. I've never known you to ever do anything as the, the standard. This is what people do. So, um, yes, nice to come from a different angle. Thank you for sharing. I'm just going to do a quick reset because I know there's um, lots of people join the room. So you're in the Entrepreneurs and Leaders Club, Green Ace at the top. Give it a take. Um, we're talking about who's your mentor, how to find a mentor, how to be a mentee. Da, da, da. Our guest speaker is Karen, who is second row on the right-hand side. And the room is sponsored by Big Doug, who um, do all kinds of office and business supplies, everything you need. Um, Luke is a representative, so tick on him. Go through to the website if uh, you want to check them out a bit. Um, so I know we've got a couple more people on stage. So, Mark, do you want to introduce yourself and do you have a question for Karen or is there something you want to add around mentoring, mentorship? Hi, Michaela. Yeah, I've, I've already intro, so I'll skip. Um, but in, uh, Karen, really interesting story and uh, congratulations on making a successful pivot um, and encouraging other women into the electrical trade. I think it's, um, I've heard in different sectors, um, on different worlds, should I say, on Facebook, where women are looking for women to come into their home or to do work on site together because safety and um, what have you um in terms of mentoring i i always struggled to actually secure a mentor funnily enough um i had a coach for about six months who was fantastic a lady called jane hemingway and she really did get me and i think that's uh if she could have been a mentor rather than a coach that i didn't have to pay so much for then i would have carried on but um most most times i've found as a small business owner um, people want to put the hand out and say yeah you can have coaching, but it's going to be X thousands a month and what have you. Um, that said, I do mentor others coming into this arena. I'm just about to advertise for three lots of Kickstarters 
So I'm, I'm really hoping that um, some women apply for the jobs. I've tried to make them interesting and broad and open in skill sets. Uh, and I can only put them out there to see who applies, of course. Um, and hopefully it's attractive when I get some women working with me as well, which would be nice. Um, Karen, like you, I made a career change later in life. Well, I've actually made two, one at 40 years old and one more recently at 47 years old. So I understand what you felt there about your kind of imposter syndrome you feel sometimes or in the early days. Um, so I totally get that. Um, and how do I get support? Um, well, I'm actually a member of Checker Trade. Um, and I've got to say, OK, it's a bit of a bloke thing. I don't like putting it out on general social media from having a crap day. Um, and that's more, I think, because of how I want to keep the build of the business and confidence up in buyers. Um, but what I found is behind the scenes there is that there's some really great guys and girls. We chat very openly and it feels safe. And I think there I'm starting to see more women join into that network and start to express themselves. So um, that's kind of what one positive experience I've had. Um, and they encouraged me to move on to do my CSCS card, which I hadn't even thought about. So that was helpful. Um, question to you then, sorry, uh, rambling. Um, do you feel now that this is, or do you still feel this is the right choice for you as an electrician? And part two of that question is, what challenge do you want to tackle next? Okay, hi. And um, yeah, thanks for all your lovely comments. Uh, it means a lot. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things that have happened recently. Um, one is um, back in April of this year, I actually had all of my tools stolen for the second time in four years. Oh, and um, yeah, and uh, it is a massive challenge that tradespeople are facing um, currently. There seems to be a very organized um, crime uh, thing going on where, you know, vans and trucks are targeted um, and they can be in and out within minutes. And then that's your livelihood gone. Um, because if you can't go to work, you can't earn any money and you can't go to work without any tools and it's a vicious circle. And actually, I, I was I was at a point, I mean, I'm going to be 52 in November and I, I did find myself sort of earlier in the year thinking, how much longer do I really want to be scrabbling around in the office for? Um, I'm not the kind of person who wants to grow my business in terms of manpower or woman power just because I don't want to manage people. It's not really what, it's not kind of what I want to do. I love being on the tools. I love being hands-on. I love talking to clients. I love the fact that, you know, I mean, I wanted to be a policewoman and then an ambulance lady and I kind of love a uniform. Um, and I want to help people. And then what I came to realize in this job is that to a lot of people you are actually the fourth emergency service. When you rock up and people have got no power, and then miraculously, you know, you wave a magic wand and suddenly everything comes to life. There's no better feeling. And you can almost see the gratitude on their face because at the end of the day, you're doing something that they can't do. And there's an element of risk to that. So it is kind of a do feel a bit like Wonder Woman. Sometimes <laughs> on a good day, I come home and I think, oh, maybe I am Wonder Woman because nobody's actually seen us in the same room at the same time. Right. Um, but anyway. Um, and yeah, I, I love helping people. And I kind of thought, oh, what am I going to do now? You know, if I if I go away from this trade, what's going to happen? So actually, what I did was I got out on all of my social media, and I said, look, these are all the jobs that I've done before. I mean, I've you know, at the height of my career, I was global IT training manager for a very big law firm, um, and I like to think to myself, you know, I love a challenge. I've got really 
low boredom threshold. So I was like, right, who wants to give me a job? And by the end of the week, I'd actually had three offers. And I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. So I am actually, I have recently taken a job change. I am now um, um, business development director for a company who basically specializes in high-end audiovisual security and smart home technology and I am now learning it is new but it does still come under the construction banner and that's why I like it because I still want to be massively proactive as a female in construction and what I'm finding now is I'm having this exactly the same conversations with people about women in STEM women in tech women in AV there aren't any where are they all <laughs> you know so it's fun it's a fantastic fit for me that's really le- interesting yeah I, I, i'm learning new products i'm learning a new industry but it's still coupled with what i love so i feel massively lucky to be honest but i have slightly got off the tools um but i think that's quite good because i'm getting a bit old thanks karen and I'm, I'm just quickly on the back of that i'm, I'm just in the process of um running a STEM project on, on the side of uh, the tools of trade that I do uh, around drones uh, into a school here in uh, East London to open up the mindsets as well and, and show that there are different routes into different trades. Um, so I'm interested to see how that runs over the next six months or so. Brilliant. Well, keep me posted because, you know, these the technology is just, it's changing so rapidly, isn't it? And there's always Absolutely. something new, new to learn, new to think about, new to talk about. Exciting. Um, it, yeah, it's fantastic. It is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Karen, just oh, sorry, Michaela. Nah, fire away, mate. Um, just thinking with the audiovisual stuff and smart homes, you must have a massive advantage knowing how these things get wired from the from the electrical side of things. Has that helped Absol- a lot? Absolutely, and it's so funny because I've just come away from a fantastic show in Farnborough at the air at the airport there. Um, called EI Live and it is all basically this very high-end tech and you should see the shock on people's faces when I actually rock up to the stand and I go oh I love this it's a thermostat and a switch combined so how does that work what kind of back box is it and does it you know does it need a capacitor and you know does it need a neutral and the guy just standing there looking at me to say uh (laughs) you're not supposed to know this And uh, yeah, so it is, I, I, I love it. And yes, and I just, I, like I say, I feel so lucky that I've managed to transition into something that not only excites me, but I still get to fly the flag, you know, for the women and the girls and, you know, all these brains that are coming through. And um, if only we could get the message out there a little bit earlier to, you know, the girls growing up that actually it's great to work with your hands um and it's great to want to be an engineer you know it's great to want to work in stem and in tech um you know and we're not all geared up to be air hostesses or secretaries or you know there's so many more things out there it's just we need to get the message out yeah and the industry is so vast as well we talk a lot about the skills gap shortage and you know going out and finding people from other industries and there's so many crossover skills like you know you've done it obviously slightly in reverse but still within the same industry that you know you could go from starting out at an AV company and starting in sales and then work your way onto the tools if that's what you wanted to do or the other way around and I think there's so many opportunities in the industry um, especially now 
text there, but that text still needs fitting. We've still got to get those cables behind the wall. You've still got to get a plaster to patch up when you've done. You know, it's, it's always going to be needed, no matter how much that tech side evolves. Um, so I think it's important to highlight that there is loads and loads of career options from the industry from when you get in, no matter which way you come in. Massively. And it's just such a shame. Um, I know I've got a, a 22-year-old son and a 19-year-old daughter and having gone through the education system with them and having gone, been to various career events and open evenings at school and options, at no point, because they're both, you know, reasonably intelligent, um, at no point were they ever encouraged to look at a career where they would have worked with their hands only only their minds and what a lot of people don't realize is just just very quickly I'd like to say going back to the electrical side you know 40 years ago when houses were built there was one light in every room and one socket and at the fuse board there was a cooker circuit a socket circuit and a lighting circuit and that was it now we've got you know surge protection we've got arc fault detection we've got security cameras we've got cat six everywhere to support all of this tech you know, we need 50 sockets in every room to charge everything that needs power. You know, everything needs power. If suddenly the electricity grid ground to a halt, we wouldn't be able to have this conversation right now. That's how important power is. And yet it is not highlighted in the education system that we need people. I mean, the government's got all these targets to hit in regard to renewables, you know. They want electric car chargers. They want us all to be generating our own power. They want to do away with gas boilers and we're all going to go to electric. My question is, they want all these targets hit by 2025. Where are they suddenly going to find all of the electricians that it's going to require to make this target a reality? It is not going to happen because there's simply, it's not enough skill and we've left it too late. You know, and that's uh, why just, us with electrical companies are the king of the trades. Absolutely. You know, it just it's mind boggling. And that's why I feel proud of my trade. I am a proud tradesperson because what I do is really important. Oh, sorry, I couldn't unmute then. No, yeah, I can completely, completely agree with you. Um and yeah, I wanted to ask you a question which took me back to earlier, actually, if, if nobody else minds. Um, when you first started out, obviously, you came in a bit older than you would at apprentice level. Was it quite daunting going to site more so as a female or as an older trainee? Um, <clears throat> a bit of both. I, I can honestly say I'm, I'm lucky. Probably about 80% of the work that I do is domestic. So I go into people's homes and they're always really, really pleased to see me. Um, because people do like it, you know, we do have, like I say, these soft skills uh, that, that immediately puts people at ease. Um, and I don't, you know, I, I, I don't take anything away from the fantastic tradesmen that there are out there because there are lots of them and they're brilliant. But there is something about a woman that just sets you apart. Where I've, I have only ever been treated with respect when I have gone to site because I work hard, uh, I keep my head down, I do what I do, I love the banter, I've never ever felt uncomfortable or ridiculed 
Um, I've only ever felt supported. Um, and I think I'm very lucky. I know because I work with a couple of my the colleges that are local to me, supporting the female apprentices that they have. I do know that there's some stories out there where, yeah, the girls don't get treated as 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 well as they should. Maybe it's an age thing. I think because I'm older, I do, you know, and I've got grey hair. That's a thing. I think people do kind of think, oh, well, she must know what she's doing because she's older, right? I don't know what it's all about. Maybe it's just the way I carry myself. I'm not sure. But I do know it's, it's harder the younger you are. Um, and that's where the confidence comes in. You know, that's where the mentoring and the coaching and the self-esteem building people up comes in. So we just have to keep chipping away at that. Yeah, no, I'm really pleased to hear, actually, that you've had a good time on site and only be treated with respect. Because, you know, we hear it a lot in here, but it's nice to recognise that there is good sites to work on. Some companies are absolutely getting it right. And, you know, the the culture has been created to be a nice environment. And if we can get that a lot more, then it's going to become a more attractive industry for younger girls. And all of them things go hand in hand, don't they? So I think it's nice to hear um, that you've not got a horror story. <laughs> which is no, no, I haven't got any horror stories. Like I say, I do know of some, but they're very few and far between. They are the exception rather than the norm. And I think that's what we have to focus on, really, is that, you know, on the whole... Trades are a great place to be, regardless of your sex or gender or, you know, whatever. There is good camaraderie. And in general, sometimes I come home and my jaw is aching so much because we've laughed so much, you know, Um, and that's good. Yeah, it's a great industry. It's like Michaela says it all the time. It's such a loyal industry once you're in. Um, And just trying to portray that to more people is what we need to do, isn't it? So, but I know we're coming to the end of... um, our session and it has been absolutely wonderful chatting to you today um i'll stick on to michaela as my mentor for a bit longer until i'm done with her um might try and find someone else <laughs> um, michaela have you got any last words yeah sorry there's just danny on stage i think you wanted to add something danny sorry danny <laughs> Danny, do you know it's for mute you press the, the i think i'm unmuted so you can probably tell it's my first time on Clubhouse. So thanks for having me. Um, I'm the commercial director for the NFB. So we work with Michaela on our roadmap. Um, you may have seen that it's launched today, but I think it's quite interesting that it ties in nicely to the mentoring programmes. So I myself mentor for Tech Manchester, Business Growth Hub, IOSH and a few others. And I fully see the value in mentoring. And we're actually incorporating the mentoring programme within our Women in Construction roadmap. So we are looking for mentors and mentees and want to kind of uh, promote um, that program within the industry to, to actually take some active dif- uh, make an active difference to, to people and support more people into the industry and, and keep them in the industry as well. I've waffled on a little bit there, but uh, it was just a quick introduction at this stage. I think that's it. Hopefully you can come back and talk to us a bit more about this soon then, Danny. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I will. Now, now that I've, worked out how to mute and unmute i'll certainly <laughs> be on the uh, sessions moving forwards as well if i'm if i'm invited and welcomed yeah you, we're here every friday you know the technical stuff now with muted and unmuted and you're very welcome so yeah thanks very much lovely <laughs>